This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. I am joined today by James Cridland, who is the editor of Pod News, which is a daily podcast newsletter. Although these days, I guess we refer to them as e-newsletters because they don't come through the post. And is also the host of Podland, which again is a bite-sized bulletin of what's going on in the podcasting industry. And James, you are a radio futurologist. So we are today going to be getting into where this mammothly growing industry is going. So hey, James, and welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for asking. So you have quite an illustrious career in radio and audio. So just tell us a little bit about how you've ended up being the person bringing the podcast news to everyone podcasting. How have you ended up to, at that route? Well, I don't know whether it's an illustrious career, but uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a background in radio. So I worked in radio in the UK for a long, long time. So you can tell from my ridiculous British accent. Not that there's anything wrong with a British accent, uh, Anna. Um, of course not. James is coming to us live from Brisbane. And he's yeah. just given me the news that they had a three-day lockdown. So I'm a little bit jealous of that, given that ours <laughs> seems to have gone on for nine months. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a touchy subject. So anyway. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I worked for in radio in the north of England in the UK and then in uh, London as well for uh, quite some time, working at uh, radio stations like Virgin Radio and the BBC and, you know, very much enjoyed my time there. One of the things I did when I was working at Virgin Radio in January of 2005 is I launched what I think was probably the first daily podcast from a radio station back then, uh, which was uh, quite good fun. And uh, so that was way before even podcasts were in the iPod, for example. That's that's Mm. really early days. That's Mm. when everything was done on the RSS feed uh, alone. Yes, indeed. I mean, you know, and and so, yeah, and so you had to copy and paste an RSS feed into um, a, a piece of software called Juice Podder or iPodder. And uh, yes, yeah, so it was all very early days, but great fun and really interesting. So very much enjoyed that. And uh, then worked at, the, at uh, the BBC for a while and then started being a consultant for all kinds of radio stations and audio companies across the world and uh, started producing Pod News, which is a daily podcast newsletter, which is free. You can you can get it now at podnews.net. I started writing that in the middle of 2017, assuming that this would be something, you know, additional that I could do while I was also doing radio consulting work, not really expecting that there'd be a massive pandemic in 2020 and all of my radio consulting work would disappear. <laughs> I think I think last year threw a few spanners in the works, but yeah. what must be exciting for you is that you've now put yourself right at the heart of that podcasting industry, and you are a radio futurologist. Or future, I can't even say the word futurologist. Did you see what? Did you did you anticipate what was the the incredible growth that we're having? At what point did that become obvious, or didn't it? Well, I think one of the things that I was talking around an awful lot in the late 2000s was that radio was multi-platform. It wasn't an AMFM medium anymore. Radio and audio was going to be delivered in all sorts of different ways. And part of that way is 
new forms of broadcasting, which exist in places like the UK with something called DAB and in places like uh, the US with uh, satellite broadcasting and HD. But I was also talking about the benefits of on-demand because on-demand audio is a really important thing. It's a, it's a thing. If you, if you just bear in mind that the most committed listener to the radio listens for about two and a half hours every day, which essentially means that 21 hours, 22 hours of all of the broadcasting that we do in radio isn't heard by that person. Mm -hmm. You could frankly get away with just two hours. So I thought that was really interesting. And pulling together what uh, on-demand audio could actually do was, I thought, you know, clearly going to be a part of where the future of of, uh, audio is going. And it is, you know, certainly part of where the future is going. Radio is still very large, very well listened to and everything else. But, you know, clearly that's one of those, you know, one of those those, uh, things, I guess. I think in many ways, audio has been almost ahead of the curve in going on demand. We're seeing it now happen with our TV. I mean, this was the first Christmas where I didn't buy the Radio Times, the bumper Christmas edition, because frankly, I don't know when I last even consumed television other than other than to watch the occasional episode of EastEnders at eight o'clock on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> um, so in many ways, we seem to have moved over. The listener behaviour is expecting that we can listen to what we want when we want. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, so we've moved from 20 years ago of essentially watching live radio, listening to live TV, to now where we're consuming an awful lot of on-demand media, whether that's on-demand TV, on-demand radio, and uh, podcasting, of course, which isn't quite the same as on-demand radio. What are the difference there? What are the differences there for you? How do you see the differences between on-demand radio and, and on-demand podcasts? I mean, I think quite a lot of it is. So I, I have a definition of radio, which is a, a shared experience with a human connection. And that's what radio really is. It's a human being connecting with you, sharing experiences with you. But radio is different to podcasting in that radio, it's called broadcasting for a reason. You're trying to broadcast, to cast your programming to as many people as you possibly can, to a broad audience, because that's how radio makes its money. Podcasting is rather different because podcasting really focuses on niche. It focuses Mm. on a particular audience. So there's an an audience out there, you know, I was joking the other day on Facebook when I was trying to explain this and I was saying, you know, that there will be an audience for people who like to knit underwater. Probably won't be a very large audience, but nevertheless. I don't think I'll be listening to that particular (laughs) podcast either. (laughs) But if you, you are the only person who is producing a podcast about underwater knitting, then any advertiser that wants to reach mm. underwater knitters with their new clever, um, clever wool, clever <laughs> wa- waterproof wool, any advertiser that wants to reach those will be, you know, will be going to you and will be p- paying a lot of money to do that. So actually, uh, you know, a lot of this comes down to niche and making sure that you are super serving that particular part of your audience. That's very different to radio broadcasting because radio broadcasting, you know, you just want to reach as many people as possible. So in terms of podcasting then, what do you see are the, the pitfalls for someone wanting to start their own podcast? Oh, I mean, one of the pitfalls of somebody wanting to start their own podcast is making it sound too complicated so that people don't start their own podcasts. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's one of the, that's one of the start. But I think, you know, if you uh, look at podcasting, if you look at the benefits of what podcasting offers, 
the pitfalls are really not thinking enough about what you're going to do and producing something which is fine doing, interviewing lots of people who you really want to talk to. But if you haven't thought about why you're interviewing, Mm. what your audience wants, who you're doing it for, then that's a different conversation. Um, I'd agree with that. I mean, I've talked about this to you before. I started my first podcast not really thinking about it, just thinking I was going to have some great conversations. And mm, well, why would someone tune in when there are so many hours and hours and hours of content that they could consume elsewhere? You've got to be really purposeful with that. There are are 1.8 million podcasts out there now. And the, the research still says that the majority of people listen to three podcasts a week or fewer. So, you know, you need to make sure that you are one of those three. And that's a very difficult job. But nevertheless, making sure that you do that job and do that job well, it means that you can get there. Yeah. So you are charting and tracking what's going on in podcast land. And that is actually, I should mention, that's the name of your podcast. So anyone who wants to go over and listen, he's had a really great guest on just this week, I believe, uh, on episode six, if you want to go and find that. Uh, we, I was interviewed by James just a few weeks before Christmas. What do you see coming? We've obviously had tremendous growth, particularly since the, the, the strike of the pandemic the early pandemic back in in March 2020, tremendous growth. What's coming now? What's the next wave? Yeah. And I should also say, by the way, that I also do a podcast version of Pod News as well, which you can ask your smart speaker for or find in any podcast app store. I think, yeah, where I think podcasting is going is we've seen an awful lot of consolidation over the last year, over the last couple of years. You know, we've seen Spotify jumping in and buying all sorts of people. Amazon, just before the end of the year, uh, ended up buying uh, Wondery, which is a big podcast company. And, you know, Amazon are very clearly in this game as well. Other large broadcasters in the US have also uh, bought a lot of podcasting, both technology as well as content. So there's clearly an awful lot of consolidation going on and clearly a lot of money being pumped into this uh, this industry. And I think that's great for all of us. Because actually, if you're a single podcaster, you know, as I am from this office, then actually, you know, I can reach the same audience as these larger podcast companies are. And so as they grow the industry, we all stand to benefit out of that. So I think that's a that that's a great thing. But I think what we're also seeing is a change in how podcasters can earn revenue from this if they so want to. Lots more companies being established, which will help with um, connecting podcasters with advertisers, with sponsors, with affiliates, but also podcasters now have it easier than ever to do things like Patreon and memberships uh, and Memberful and all of those companies that would uh, help you produce a membership for your podcast so you're not reliant on ad dollars. So there's a whole bunch of that stuff going on. And then, of course, you can have a look at some of the podcasts who are doing their shows as live stage shows selling merch, turning their podcasts into books. You know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And I think that that's really interesting and very good omen into where the future of podcasting is going. Because once you've got an industry which is financially stable, which has lots of different ways of earning revenue, not just advertising, then I think that that's a fantastic step forward. And I think, you know, you you and I particularly when we grew up, 50% of the media that we consumed, or, or probably even more of that, 
was commercial free, had no advertising in there because we're both British. Well, I can Uh, remember when Channel 4 came out and that was quite exciting to have a fourth channel to choose from. Fourth channel. I remember watching the watching the uh, the very exciting test card and thinking that that, that 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 this was going to be something else. So yeah, you know, I mean, that was a real change. And I think, you know, the North American and to be honest, the Australian view of advertising is very different. That most of Europe is much less comfortable with large amounts of advertising being thrown into the media that they consume. And I think that's probably really good for podcasting because we have so many other ways of doing that too. And and the element of it doesn't necessarily, as a host, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have adverts and sponsorship on your uh, on your content, but that you are talking. Like So today, you know, we've, we've talked about going listen to this podcast, which is then a funnel for your business. We talk about things on my podcast, which are a funnel for my business. And I think a podcast can be a really powerful front end. While I've got you here, James, I'd, I'd really like to get your thoughts on why these big mm. companies are plowing so much cash into this industry. Why is that happening? Why are we suddenly seeing Spotify and Amazon wanting to kind of play the game alongside Apple? Well, so I think, you know, there's a number of different reasons for that. Let's have a look at, uh, I mean, Amazon's purchase of Wondery is interesting because what they've got with Wondery is they've got a company which has a lot of formats, a lot of different podcasts which they have made, which they are now selling to other people. So if you live in Japan, you can listen to Business Wars in Japanese. If you are in the United Arab Emirates, you can listen to an Arabic version of Business Wars, which they are working with uh, local media companies you know, on. So all of a sudden you're seeing, you know, there's a bunch of different uh, formats there that this company owns. They also, of course, own the TV rights and Amazon happens to run a very popular Amazon Prime video service, which of course they need content for. So you've got that sort of side of it as well. And I think what Wondery have done very cleverly is that they've also understood that there's life outside of North America and that there's all kinds of things that they can earn from in terms of other countries too. So, you know, they have a joint venture in the UK with uh, Stitcher so that they're actually talking talking to advertisers in the UK. They work with a company in, in Australia called Ranieri & Co. So they've done all of this hard work that Amazon, frankly, haven't done yet. So there's a real opportunity there, I think, for Amazon to, with the purchase of Wondery, really leapfrog into both um, earning significant m- uh, money from their podcasting work, but also understanding, well, what else does this mean for the Amazon business, for the video, for the books and everything else? Hey, yeah, and of course, there's uh, Audible too. Audible is a really good and clever mechanism for Amazon to sell audio in a way that, uh, you know, obviously Amazon podcasts and Amazon music don't do. So, you know, so again, I think, I think, you know, it was a very clever purchase. The reason why Spotify is jumping into it is, is probably twofold. They need to earn more money. And one of the ways that they can earn more money is to sell advertising inside podcasts, which you get even if you're a Spotify premium user. So that's one easy way. But I think the other way is more of an esoteric way. It's that if lots of people are using Spotify to consume podcasts and not music, then they can go back to the music companies and say, you know, we're currently paying you 65% of our income. It turns out 
that 20% of all of the time spent on Spotify is now spent listening to podcasts. So we're not going to pay you for that. So we'll just halve our, our money to you by a fifth. Is that okay? All about the money. All about the money. Could well do that. I mean, the interesting thing, if, if they were going to do that, is that they have already re- released some research showing that podcasts don't take listening time away from music. It's mostly additive. So maybe maybe they won't be arguing that. But, uh, you know, it will, be, it will be a clever plan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's an interesting way into the future. But they, they very much see themselves as being an audience company who want to be there for audio and don't necessarily care what that audio is. And if it happens to be cheaper audio for them to get hold of than music, well, you know, great. What are your thoughts then on the celebrity-driven audio exclusives that they're doing over on Spotify? So we've recently had Joe Rogan, which got a lot of press Mm. because it was the biggest podcast deal, although his show was actually originally a YouTube show. So where's the line with podcasting? And then we've had Megan and Harry start their audio-only Arch, Archwell, Archwell audio over on Spotify. What's your thought? Do you think we're going to see more of that? I mean, I guess so. I would rather hope not. I think one of the things that drives me a little bit mad about some of the shows that you see promoted, not just on Spotify, but on some of these other networks is, you know, it's it's a big name. And then it's, you know, with no hold bar conversations with their showbiz friends. And at the end of the day, I mean, it comes back to niche. There will be an audience for people who want to listen to Hannah Montana, you know, talking to some of her friends, but there won't be a very big one. And I worry whether that is, you know, it's sort of celebrity guff that it doesn't necessarily excite me that much. So that that's a bit of a worry. And it's interesting. You look at you look at Spotify, and clearly their plan is that they need to sign up things that aren't just six episodes long. Mm. They need to sign up things which are going to last for two years, you know, three years. Joe Budden was the first big podcast that uh, Spotify signed up. He had to publish every single week. His contract didn't give him a vacation time, uh, more the full for for signing something like uh, that. But that was done deliberately to keep those numbers up. And so if you're looking at, you know, beautifully crafted short form content that only lasts for six or seven or eight uh, episodes, you may have heard of Serial, for example, or S-Town, you know, two great examples of that genre have no place on Spotify because they're not long enough. They're not big enough for Spotify to actually see powerful. that they can earn money out of. Yeah, and they're powerful. Yeah clever, creative parts of audio. And I think that's one of the things I really love about audio is so yes, Mm. I've talked people particularly in the entrepreneurship space wanting to build personal brands, but there's this whole other vast catalogue of creative audio pieces, dramatic pieces, you know, Mm. comedy, and and there's there's so, so much wealth out there. So going forward now, we are recording this at the beginning of 2021. What do you think is going to happen over the next couple of years in terms of the podcasting space? I mean, all kinds of all kinds of things that we've got no idea. But I think one of the things is going to be Apple will either change what it's doing or will just fall asleep. Apple has had a really interesting relationship with podcasting over the last 15 or so years, where it has essentially been the de facto leader in this space, because there's an Apple podcast app on 
Apple phones and there isn't one on Android phones, even though 80% of the world uses Android phones. So Apple has, has essentially been the market leader in that. And also Apple has essentially run the entire industry because if you look at almost all of the other big podcast apps, excepting Spotify and, uh, and Amazon, they all get their lists of podcasts from Apple. Apple has an open API to allow you to get those lists. So, so that's you know slightly unhealthy. And my concern is that Apple hasn't really innovated in the last 10, 15 years in terms of podcasting. And I'm just a little bit worried that they have taken their foot off the gas. So it's actually quite useful to have companies like Spotify and Amazon, you know, jump in and go, well, great, you know, we'll, um, you know, we'll do new, new and interesting things. There is also another group of people, the independent podcast developers and hosts who are, you know, increasingly coalescing around Adam Curry, who is a MTV DJ back in the day. Um, But he was one of the people who essentially invented podcasting. And um, he invented podcasting 20 years ago this month, uh, which is an amazing thing. And so he is now go. He he has now realised that there's problems with Apple being in charge of everything, uh, because Apple gets rid of podcasts that they don't like. And he's also worried about you know the fact that Apple haven't really innovated. And so he's working on something that he's rather grandly calling podcasting 2.0, which is a ton of additional technical work into podcasting. So you can actually start saying where a podcast is about and who is in a podcast and how you can pay for this uh, podcast and all of this kind of stuff and, uh, and building it into cryptocurrency and you know and everything else. And that is, I think, beginning to get quite some momentum going in terms of um, the other people who are beginning to be involved in that. So my suspicion is that we will see less of Apple's you know, leadership in this and a bit more from other people. To me, it would be brilliant if we were, were at a stage where Apple was about a third of all podcast listening, Spotify was about a third of all podcast listening, and everybody else was about a third of all podcast listening, because then everybody would be fighting and battling. You need that. You need to have yeah. that uh, knowledge. I mean, Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's great for the podcaster. And it's also great, actually, for the industry. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business person, the thing that will spur you on more than anything else is competition, is other people getting close to what you're doing, doing things in a slightly different way that you can learn from. And everybody sort of, you know, a rising tide gathers all boats. Everybody sees and moves and makes sure that everything works. And so has I to think, make things you know, sharper. has to make the product sharper. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think that all of that is good. And I think that competition in any field is very useful and very helpful. So I'm looking forward to seeing that being a thing, certainly in the next three or four years. And, you know, and you can well see that Spotify could go one of two ways. It could either become this great big walled garden where nobody else is allowed in and, uh, you know, and stops using RSS and starts using something else. Or Spotify could actually be part of the the resurgence of interest in innovation in the, the in the podcasting space and i think you know what excited me at the end of last year was seeing spotify launching this thing that they call shows with music um mm, and crazy. Some of the, yeah some, some of the old guards would say well it's not really a podcast 
and it's not really a podcast, but it allows the likes of you and me to, if we choose to, sit down and play some of our favorite music, which is something that we've never been able to legally do before in terms of on-demand content. And just sort of seeing Spotify playing around with that, and it's very clunky, and it, and it has to be because of the licensing deals that they have with the music companies and everything else. But the fact that they are doing it, the fact that they are moving you know, moving forward on that is, I think, uh, you know, really good news for where we might be going in the future. I think that's interesting because particularly podcasters who are doing it for personal brand reasons, that no like and trust factor that's so important to build your tribe, to find your listeners. Music's such a fundamental part of our lives and, and our stories and, and, mm. and our own mm. back catalogues that if we can share that with people, I think it can accelerate depending on how you bring the music into your show. I think it can accelerate that, that feeling of bond and connection. Mm. So James, as we, as we kind of close out the show, what's the question I've not asked you? about where podcasting is going <laughs> <laughs> that's a great it question a great question yes because it, it, it gets me to thinking oh, i wonder where we are i mean i think what i find really interesting is that when i got into this and started writing pod news two and a half years ago one of the pieces of thinking that i was doing around how to do this newsletter was essentially to work it out using to cut as many corners as i possibly could and launch a product which I I knew would be a good product, but a product that I didn't necessarily, you know, that uh, wasn't going to be as polished as some of the things that I've done previously. So a real, you know, MVP, a, a, a minimal viable product. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've learned over the more than two and a half years since I've been uh, writing it is just slow and incremental improvements to what you do all the time and consistently looking at what you're doing and making sure that it's you know hopefully a good a good product is really useful and so i i think i'd say you know to anybody doing a podcast is a listen to other podcasts <laughs> number one You'd be surprised. Yeah, you'd say, yeah I, would, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> the amount of people have launched a podcast, but I've never listened to one. Yes, brilliant. How are you going well to know done. what you're doing? How are you going uh, to know how to improve? How are you going yeah. to know what you're missing? So certainly number one is listen to other people. Make sure that you are better than them. Listen to other people, ideally, alongside you in the car as you drive somewhere and go, oh, why why do, why does mine sound worse or better than the other one you know uh, and all of that so i think that that's really ha handy but on the other side i would say don't wait get something out there because the only way that you will learn how to do something is to get something out there if i if i can tell you a, a dull and tedious story about I love a dull and tedious story <laughs> <laughs> about the classified about the classified advertising on pod news so there's classified advertising in there it's the third after the, th the third story down there's a little block of advertising which is uh, incredibly cheap 34 dollars at the moment but the reason why it's there is i thought to myself right I, I think classified podcasting probably won't work but i'll give it a go anyway and i came up with a pricing uh, structure which you can have a look at if you want to go and uh, have a play with it. But I thought to myself, right, I've, I've done this sort of thing in previous things that I have done online. So I'm going to set myself a, a, a limit of, because I do all the code for the website as well, I'm going to set myself a limit of one day. And I'm going to write all of the classified ad system in one day. 
And mm-hmm. so there was lots that didn't work. So if you forgot your password, for example, then you got a screen that said, oh, you've forgotten your password. We haven't written this bit yet. You'll have to email us. So, you know, I, I literally cut as many corners as I possibly could to get something that was ready that I could actually put it live after one day and go, okay, well, let's well let's see what happens. And I bet it won't work. And I bet, you know, it was a waste of time, but at least I've only wasted one day. The benefit of Australia is I go to sleep, every, everybody else wakes up. So the next morning, I looked in my uh, email box and I had a customer and I had a customer that hadn't just spent the $24 I think I was asking at the time. I had a customer that had bought $500 worth of advertising. Money while you sleep, James. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, maybe I should make it look nice now. (laughs) You know, add a star sheet. Make it look smart. You know, so I mean, uh, and, and the same goes for if you're doing a show. Please don't overthink it. Please don't spend six months working out what your opening music is going to be. You can do all of that in episode two, three, four, and five. You know, the best way of making a really cogent product, and I make a podcast every single day, the best way of making a really consistent product is just to make it. So don't don't waste time. Just just go for it. Take the action. Learn from your mistakes because you will make them no matter what you're doing, whether it's a product or product anything but you can't be streets ahead of everybody else if you're procrastinating at the back of the queue so yeah yeah thank you so much for joining us today james you know i think that there is so much scope for growth we've seen so many more people listening so many more people podcasting and i think that that makes this an exciting place rather than something that is saturated by no means is this market saturated yet maybe in two years maybe three years maybe way beyond that but because we're talking about niche if you are putting out great content and you know why and you're purposeful, then you can have so much more impact. I would completely agree with that. And I would just say, you know, in the, in the UK and in most places in Europe, one out of five people listens to a podcast every week. That is a big number, but that also means that four out of five people don't yet. And people um, still so haven't even heard opportunity. People hate yes. some people don't even know what a podcast is, which I'm kind of shocked by. Shocked so and horrified. What, what an opportunity. If you're if you're in the industry now, what an opportunity for where the future might be. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Take care. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.